Welcome to the Farmer Veteran Coalition podcast, where our mission is mobilizing veterans to feed America. Welcome back, everyone, to the Farmer Veteran Coalition podcast, where our mission is mobilizing veterans to feed America. And today we have on a couple of special guests, Heather and LaDonna from out in Oregon. I would like it if you could take uh, just a minute here to introduce yourselves, who you are, uh, where you're located exactly, and what you do. Okay, I'll just cut in. Um, This is Heather. I don't know how special we are, but we're out in uh, Junction City, Oregon. We farm about 80 acres on Holly Air Farm. It's my twin sister and I, LaDonna. Um, We uh, both are educated and weren't sure exactly what we wanted to do after the service. And LaDonna told me, come farm with me. Very cool. And with the veteran experience there, if you could just touch briefly on your time in the service and what exactly that looked like for both of you. So I was in the service for four years and I was a dental assistant and a dental hygienist and I was stationed in Colorado Springs, but I was also able to do, you know, security forces, augmentee, um, button up team for Cheyenne mountain. So different jobs, you know, they move you around, but, um, unfortunately I left the service with a traumatic brain injury and a shoulder injury and some other injuries. Um, and then just slowly try to recover, you know, out of that. And actually farming's really pulled me back from that. But then Heather, I mean, she's had a totally different, um, experience with the military i'll let her share that (laughs) thanks a lot um i was also in the air force i was in for six years i um got to be stationed in misawa japan uh hiller air force base utah i was an emergency manager um hazmat technician i also did a small stint in balad iraq um while I was in the military, um, I got to travel around the world. I loved it. I loved the camaraderie of everyone in the civil engineering unit, stationed with the Army a little bit. Um, and then when right before I got out, I had a bad back injury. We wore a lot of gear all the time, um, exposures, uh, hazmat exposures. And within a year of leaving the service, I had a stroke um, that left me very disabled. Um, Farming, as LaDonna said, has been a big help in allowing me to keep moving forward, recovering from my stroke to get full function. So. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for uh, sharing the background and a little bit of... um where the the military side comes into that. What I am curious about that I don't know is how did this uh, transition into agriculture work? Did you both have involvement beforehand or, or how did you get started here with the farm operation? So other than knowing, um, you know, people in high school that had farms in like, 
you know, their family or friends. Um, I've had zero experience in agriculture. And this is LaDonna, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, my sister, though, she did. Heather, she did um, have some experience with agriculture, like in high school, doing some high school jobs and stuff like that. But um, when I got out of the military, I moved to Oregon. I moved onto a property that's about 15 to 18 acres. It was completely abandoned ag land and orchards. And I slowly actually just started to clean it up. And I didn't, I never stopped. <laughs> so it started with <laughs> bushes off of, you know, a few holly trees and, and, um, using the fruit and starting to spray it and maintain it and just bring it back to life. It was so abandoned. And, um, like I said, I just never stopped. It just got bigger. <laughs> <laughs> so with this, uh, with this property, as I understand it, it was, uh, farm before in the past correct in the 1950s okay and how did this work as far as you being on that property so how did it how did it work in what sense so you moved on to the property how did that opportunity become available or that was just a transition after you left the military so no, it was actually my my um husband. I so I I moved there with him and we had the kids and I stayed home with the kids and I was getting my bachelor's degree at the time and I'm thinking like, you know, I don't have enough to do. I'm I'm home with kids, I'm getting a bachelor's degree, I need to I need to work too. So um I just started, you know, doing the farm and I asked him, I said, would it be okay if I I started farming this and taking care of all this? He's like, Go ahead. Mm-hmm. And so I just I went with it. I started selling wreaths, you know. Holly Reese for Christmas time at bazaars. And I started going to local farms to sell cherries or to ask if they want to sell cherries. I was turned down a lot. You know, people are like, no, you know, no one buys cherries anymore. And after a couple years, I ended up getting in with our sister farm, Pensy family farm. And we've been selling cherries to them ever since. And selling holly wreaths and now we have our farm stand in harrisburg we have about 50 acres of hazelnuts and we're doing a pumpkin patch now and it just kept growing yeah and when lenona says cherries or any of the produce we talk about we're talking about thousands of pounds of it (laughs) that that's awesome and i love the amount of uh the the diversity in the operation there um that allows for some different opportunities and a lot of hard work has obviously uh, gone into making that happen. I think that background is fantastic. So as we look at the Farmer Veteran Coalition, uh, I know that last year was the first year that you were both involved in that and the conference. So what did that, what did that opportunity look like? How did you hear about the Farmer Veteran Coalition and what has the impact been from attending that or from getting to know some of the people there? Um, Heather, if you want to touch on that. Um, 
before I touch on that, I would like to say, so LaDonna and I live on the same road and all our land connects. Mm -hmm. I actually got into our land with my VA loan. I think that's important for veterans to know that you can use a VA loan to buy a house that happens to come with agricultural property. Mm -hmm. I think there's some veterans that don't know that. We had to work with a local credit union, but I've um, helped other veterans get into land that way. So sorry Mm -hmm. to go off topic a little bit. That's good. And what some people get um, daunted by with that is there are upper limits on that VA loan for the, the, the purchase amount on properties. And a lot of that depends on land value and where you're actually located but I'm glad you brought that up because exactly. it's such a it's such a key point that not everybody understands that um, you can you can utilize your resources for that. So thank you for touching on that. Oh yeah, thank you. Um, so the Farmer Veteran Coalition, I had heard about it um, over uh, about a decade ago. Um, we were ranching in Arizona doing livestock, and I started just googling like what resources are for veterans well time i didn't really get involved in it or do conferences or anything at that point and then as ladon and i were getting bigger um we were both talking we're like we need to look up farmer veteran resources mm-hmm. and see if there's grant opportunities and networking opportunities so handy dandy Google. (laughs) So we looked up Google again, Farmer Veteran Coalition. Um, We found the organization and got in it. LaDonna applied for our homegrown uh, by heroes label. And we got a last minute message from Natalie, like, Hey, you guys should really come out to the conference. We weren't going to because we're, we're just so busy. As mm-hmm. anyone knows that's in farming, it just feels like never-ending work. Yes. We decided to go, and we are definitely grateful we did. It was amazing experience to meet other veterans, to learn about other people's operations, to hear tips and things maybe we just didn't have time to think about. Mm-hmm and to also share our experience and knowledge with veterans. But the biggest takeaway for me was I hadn't been a part of something with a bunch of veterans or military members since I left the service. Mm -hmm. So it just was like, it was just an amazing experience to just like feel that again. Right. Well, and it's it's very interesting when you look at veteran organizations, even at a even at a local level, whether it's uh, the VFW or American Legion or or different things like that that um, are are great and they're good for the community. And it depends on your your location, how active the involvement is there. Uh, but to have something that's so hyper focused on uh, people with the same pursuit in life of agriculture and that are trying different things, the amount of diversity that's there. Uh, that's what I was really blown away away by uh, with the conference here in 2019. And, and what I should uh, segue into here is 2020, with uh, all the craziness that we have going on in the world here, is is going to be virtual. And, you know, you and I were talking offline here, Heather, that I think it's a great opportunity for farmer veterans all across the country that might not be able to make that trip or are unsure if they want to make that trip just to see the the resources and the people and the awesome 
um, connections that are out there to know about these resources and to know that there are others out there um, just like us that are trying to make it work as farmer veterans in America and, and to tie in with those resources. Um, so, so I appreciate the background on how you all got involved in that. Do you have any comments, um, LaDonna or Heather, on on why someone that is a farmer veteran or is interested in becoming a farmer veteran should tune into the virtual event this year, um, not only just to see your session that you that you will be talking on, but uh, in general. Um, I this is Heather. <laughs> I would just like to say that it would just be fantastic for anyone to do just from the experience you can gain even if you're not even farming yet and you want to farm and consider um farming as your career choice or you're already in it um it's just like they say when you get deployed complacency kills yeah. well yeah complacency could kill on a farm but we don't want to be complacent farmers there's so much experience and knowledge you can gain from seekers or new ideas um, that can make your farm just progress faster without, you know, reinventing the wheel as we talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts, LaDonna? So my thoughts were from a agricultural aspect, which is like fully me. I'm just into the farm part of it. Um, it's, an invaluable resource to connect with other people, you know, with my disability, with agriculture, it's totally invaluable to be able to connect with other people who are from your background, you know, military members or people with disabilities um, and people in agriculture. There, It's a huge um, resource for learning and but the, the connection part, the community aspect of it, online or not, is invaluable. We have created friends with people that we still do agriculture with since we went to the last conference. It has helped accelerate our farm on a social, a friendship level, and to, you know, just to prosper. I appreciate it. It's totally invaluable. Right. And I appreciate the feedback on that. And I think it's so key that um, sometimes as as veterans in particular, I've talked about this often, is we are so task and mission oriented that we want to stay involved with the operations. And it's really hard to step away when you know, um, you know, the nuts need to be raked and then you need to be harvested and then processing and shipping and you need to be talking with suppliers and everybody else. Um, it, it's really hard to step away from that. And what we really encourage from, um, you know, part of the business that I'm involved in on agricultural consulting is you need to take time to step away and work on your business and not just in your business. And I think what the Farmer Veteran Coalition Conference allows operations to do is to take a step out, look at their business from a 30,000 foot view and compare it to um, not not comparison as in benchmarking, but just say, what else are other farmer veterans doing out there? What are these other, other operations taking advantage of? What marketing opportunities or uh, the Homegrown by Heroes label are we maybe not taking advantage of in our operation that we should? And you you go to these conferences, you 
um, like you said, whether it's virtual or in person, and you walk away with 80 ideas that you want to implement, and you might only realistically be able to implement three or four of them, but that could be the difference in taking the next step and and in succeeding in your operation. Um, any thoughts absolutely. on that? Absolutely. Right. Oh, you, you yeah, absolutely I, nailed it. And that's exactly what it does. That's exactly what it does. Everything you just said, it's not just, you know, a written plan on paper. That is exactly what the Farmer Veteran Coalition does, you know, for veteran farmers. Yeah, and um, just from going last year, I might not specifically know everybody or remember everybody's faces and names that we met. We met over 100 people but now we have such a huge network of people that we can reach out to or people have reached out to us asking questions afterward um it's just like we're our own unit here in the former veteran coalition and you have these people that you can reach out to and say yes i'm part of FVC, um i have questions about this or what can i do i heard you speak about this topic is there something you'd suggest i do and i think what is amazing there too you know you talked heather that you had uh heard of the farmer veteran coalition over a decade ago and how that has progressed over time i think has been truly phenomenal last year um, at the conference there were over 500 people in attendance and this year uh, goals were that that would probably almost double for an in-person meeting I think the opportunities are pretty limitless um, with a virtual conference like this of we are going to see even more operations of a very diversity of different interests that will be attending this, learning from this and being able to network and connect. And I've seen uh, the previews of what the actual uh, virtual conference is going to look like. I think it's very exciting. I think it's very well done. And so the opportunities here are huge. And, and another thing too, um, as I mentioned, again, I just want, I want to hit on this for uh, folks that are listening to this podcast. There, what, an, what a unique opportunity and time that we're in right now to be able to focus on something like this and a virtual experience that we've never really seen done before or never really seen to this level. And so that involvement, whether it, whether it starts at the Farmer Veteran Coalition Conference or if you're interested in looking up uh, your state chapters because Farmer Veteran Coalition actually has I think around 20 state chapters right now with more being added all of the time uh, to have those recesses to or resources to connect at a very local level and then also be able to contribute at a national level. So uh, a lot of really good things there uh, that are going on with the Farmer Veteran Coalition. Um, in respect for your time here, I know that you're busy with harvesting operations and everything else. Are there any last comments that you have that you would like to share with the listeners or as a final words of encouragement to attend the conference this year? I'll go ahead um, and yes. speak. This is Heather. Oh, oh. yeah, LaDonna. <laughs> oh, you got to love twins. Okay, LaDonna, I'll go first since I was born first. I would just yeah, like to it. tell people if, <laughs> if you're hesitant like I was, LaDonna and I both were, we're like, we don't have time for this or we have to take time off work. Um, just do it. It is worth doing. It's worth tuning in. The fact that it's virtual now, you don't have to worry about travel or paying for travel is amazing in itself. And just networking with people that are going to be in the conference, um, learning things in the conference and just being part of 
our unit like together as farmer veterans is amazing so please take my advice and tune in be a part of the conference and we look forward to seeing you there please reach out to me LaDonna okay I just wanted to say because I'm I'm more like a farmer person not you know online not technology might be able to tell during this podcast but um if anyone feels you know intimidated about that aspect you know especially coming from agriculture working the land you know not into technology reach out to a member of the farmer veteran coalition if you need help doing it you know natalie monroe has been a saving grace helping us to work through it go to the conference things like that so if it's something that you're even thinking about doing you're not quite sure reach out to a member and and they'll help you so that you can get the resources and you can do it and maybe you can't go next or this year but go next year and connect with the farmer veteran coalition at least Absolutely. Uh, thank you for, for the overview, Heather and LaDonna. You both did great on this. I, your technology lapse is no issue here. Uh, very happy to have you join the Veteran Coalition <laughs> podcast and, and look forward to um, hearing and seeing the presentation that you have this year and, and being able to connect. One last comment that I have is for anybody that's listening uh, that wants to learn more they can go to farmvetco.org and click on conference. And there are tons of resources there, everything from programs, um, business resources, farming resources, how to finance your farm. So if you're a farmer veteran that is already established, I would encourage you to go check it out anyways, just because there's so many things that um, we don't hear about on a day-to-day basis or at a local level. And especially if you're interested in becoming a veteran farmer, if you're looking to transition, if you know you have an interest in this, first of all, go get signed up for the conference. Be sure to attend this year if possible. There's going to be great presenters, great information there, an awesome opportunity to network online. Uh, You can also find Farmer Veteran Coalition on Facebook for the national group and look up your state group too. I'm not going to list all the states that are out there, but if you just search Farmer Veteran Coalition and then whatever your state is, that is a great way to connect as well. LaDonna and Heather, thank you so much for joining. I appreciate you sharing the information about your operation and look forward to talking to you again down the road. Thank you. And thank you all for your service. Yes. Thank you very much. And thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of the Farmer Veteran Coalition podcast, where our mission is mobilizing veterans to feed America. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Farmer Veteran Coalition podcast. Be sure to check out more resources at farmvetco.org and also search for Farmer Veteran Coalition on Facebook. We'll catch you next time.